Well, welcome to another edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Good to have you along for the ride today and every day, of course. And we have, boy, I'll tell you what, there's something for everyone here. Man, I mean, there's so many things happening in the world right now that need our attention and need our prayer. Some good things, some revival type things, some not so great things. You know, I, I realize we do everyone Wednesday, every Wednesday. And Mondays are traditionally or have become movie Mondays. I think we've been doing movie Mondays like since last summer. There's just so been, been so many good Christian uh, films, faith-based films hitting theaters and uh, uh, or home streaming services. And we've got another one to talk about today that's got a San Diego connection, which I love. Uh, the movie Miracle at Manchester, which uh, outlines the story of a Catholic high school right here in the San Diego area where a student was diagnosed with a very aggressive brain tumor and the, he was an athlete and the, you know, there were people praying for him with surgery, chemo, that whole bit. And it took literally a miracle, <clears throat> excuse me, for this young man to be cured. Uh, Eddie McClintock is the director and also the star of the movie Miracle of Manchester, which begins streaming at Pure Flix this Friday. And so Eddie's going to join me later on this hour to talk about the movie. And you're going to have three opportunities to win a free one month subscription to pure Flix, so you can check this out and well let's see today's march 27th right so a one month subscription to pure Flix gets you all the way through holy week gets you all the way through easter so if you're looking for some great faith-based content pure Flix has it for you so keep our number handy 800-227-5278 also um this is also a great time of year to be working on your prayer life i've been reading a lot about prayer and mine's cut, my prayer life's gone through a pretty radical transformation over the past year. So I'm really drawn to these types of resources. And Karen Moore is an author who has written a devotional book called Prayers to Strengthen Your Soul, 365 Daily Prayers to Refresh Your Prayer Life and Connect with God. And we've got three copies of that book to give away. So let's see, three subscriptions to Pure Flix for a month, and then three copies of the devotional book. I mean, it's... Six bottom line listeners today are going to win something. Okay, so 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Now, if you want to call now, I like to give the number early. The girls don't mind having the phone calls coming in early. Joel gets a little peeved sometimes because he's trying to get everything. He's, you know, when you're at the console of the, not that he gets peeved. Joel doesn't get angry. Joel has one emotion, and that's the joy of the Lord all the way through. Um, he, he's all about a business. But if you give us a call right now, you can get in on the drawings. We've got three of the Pure Flix subscriptions to give away because it's Movie Monday, and three copies of Karen Moore's devotional. And even before you hear the conversation that we're going to have, I know you're going to want this book. So 800-227-5278. I mentioned prayer life and how important prayer is. And it seems like just about every week, there's at least one incident where we need to come before the Lord in prayer because of some act of violence or carelessness or just horror that's happened in the world. And it happened again earlier today. Uh, this time it was a Christian grade school in Tennessee. Uh, perhaps you heard of this uh, story that happened earlier today. Covenant School just outside of Nashville. And there were three students and three adults left dead as the result of a person who's identified by the name of Audrey Elizabeth Hale, 28 years of age, a female carrying two assault-style rifles and a handgun on campus. Um, Ms. Hale identifies as transgender. 
I don't know how that factors into the story yet. I'm sure authorities will give us an update when it does. But uh, Nashville Police Chief John Drake said that Hale had possibly been preparing for the shooting, that it wasn't a random act. Uh, It includes a handwritten manifesto. Um, This is from the Nashville Fire Department, uh, tweeted out earlier today about 8.30 local time. We are responding to an active aggressor at 33 Burton Hills Boulevard Covenant School. We can confirm there are multiple patients. Um, if you are a parent coming to the school, you need to go to 20 Burton Hills at this time. This is an active scene. I, th- I think they're doing their best at that point to not try to alarm people, you know, an, an, an active aggressor or whatever, as opposed to an active shooter. Apparently, Ms. Hale entered the building through a side door and opened fire before moving to the second floor of the school where she was confronted by officers that had responded to the scene. Um, they did not believe she was wearing any body armor at the at that point. I'll be honest with you, I'm not in the military or the police or this, that, and the other thing. I don't know what difference that makes. And I mean that sincerely. I mean, it's got to be so much pressure to be a police officer these days when someone is an active shooter, there are children involved. All three of the kids who wound up losing their lives were nine years old. Okay. So, I mean, this is... It's it's horrifying to think about this happening. All three of the kids were transported to the Monroe Carell Jr. Uh, Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt University. They had gunshot wounds. And all three pronounced dead upon arrival. Um, the adults who were involved in the shooting as well, the victims there were also pronounced dead following the attack. Uh, all three of them were staff members. They have since been identified as uh, Catherine Kuntz, uh, Mike Hill. Uh, Catherine Kuntz was the head of the school. Um, this is a uh, an elementary school for students up to grade six, and it's just heartbreaking. Um, I'm going to give you the names of the kids, too, if I can get through them. <laughs> um, Evelyn Dykehouse, Haley Scruggs, and William Kinney. As I mentioned, they were all nine years old. Lord, we come before you right now and we lift up the families of these kids. We lift up these educators, these adults who are giving their lives to to care and educate these young students. We are grateful that the casualties were minimal, but of course we are just heartbroken that someone has been driven to this yet again. Lord, we know that there's evil in the world. We know that the death of your son and his resurrection overcame evil in our lives personally. But as the time draws closer to when you return to take us home, Father, we're, we're grateful to know that as we see these types of events unfolding, that these precious children are with you. We pray that these adults that were there working alongside them at the school also have a rock solid faith and that they have been escorted into eternity with you. And Father, we it just heightens the urgency for us as believers to be in prayer, to be fasting, to be evangelizing, to be sharing the gospel. It's not just the good news. We know your word says it is the good news, but it is the essential news of the condition of our culture 
And the only way, the only hope we have is by grace through faith in your son, Jesus Christ, and that his death pays the penalty for our sins. Father, we know that these children uh, lived lives to the fullest and will be remembered um, for their innocence, for their love of you, and what they have learned and how they'll be remembered. We know that those legacies will be burned and etched into uh, the hearts and minds and souls of people. We know there are people who take this and try to politicize it and try to do different things with it. And, and we understand that's the world we live in and everybody reacts to it the way that they do. But Father, please help us to live in the memory of these children who innocently lost their lives, knowing that there are other people who deliberately are, in a sense, taking their own lives by rejecting the good news of the gospel, by rejecting the free offer of salvation, rejecting the greatest gift, the gift that you have made available to us through your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for hearing our prayers. Thank you for being true to your word. And thank you for revealing it to us in Jesus' precious and powerful name. Prayers of comfort and healing for those who are grieving right now, knowing that you don't ever get over a loss like this. But I pray, Father, that you would use these circumstances, as your word said, that you will work all things together for good for those who are called according to your purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. Pretty incredible, huh? I mean, just to to wake up to that, to get that call, you know, and, and know that there are people who are living in that kind of fear. And what we can do is we have two options. Well, we have three options. Option number one is we can stoke the fear. We can run around and talk about how bad guns are and how horrible it is, and we shouldn't have to have armed guards, this, that, and the other thing. And, and I understand that. I mean, there, there's a reaction. And if you have a, a negative experience with a gun, of course, you're going to be touched like that. And then there's door number two, which is let's use this as an opportunity to help people who are grieving and help people who have questions and why does God allow you? Invariably, the why does God allow evil question is going to come up. And we have an opportunity to step into it. Why can you be so hopeful when this tragedy is taking place? Door number three to the world is sit on your hands. Watch Netflix, pick up a video game, get high, get anything. And trust me, for Christians, door number three is not an option. But there are a lot of people who are sitting on the sidelines saying, I don't have any opinions about this. I don't have any feelings about this. Would you pray for those people in your world? Would you commit to spending time as much as we make our prayer list, our to-do list, our kind of, hey, God, this is what I'm really feeling led to pray for. Really, let your heart just break for the people who would look at something like this and have a meme or a whatever about it and just let it go. That's tough. Okay, let's take a break. Roger will gather his composure. There's good news on the horizon. I've got some good news to share this Monday. The spirit of revival is here. And I'll tell you what, revival just means that God is making us. He's forcing everyone on planet Earth right now to make a decision. Whose heart do you follow? Who, I mean, where is your heart? Where is your treasure right now? That's the question that people are being asked. And I know you're listening to this radio station I'm trusting and believing that your heart is with the Lord. But what about those people around us? What about the people in the area? What, and we see these revivals breaking out everywhere. I mean, what's God up to? 
it's kind of exciting. It's disheartening to see these children lose their lives and these educators too, but it's also exciting to see the revivals happening. And as we continue on the other side of this break, I want to talk about a revival that is going to be sweeping California here this weekend that uh, it, I, I'm anticipating great things coming up this event. We'll talk about that on the other side of this break as the bottom line continues. You know, sometimes when you hear about the loss of life, you begin to realize that there are people who are going through this every day. They just don't realize it because they've been lied to about the pregnancy that is in their family right now. And the mother of the child is saying, I can't be a mom right now. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid. I'm just going to end the pregnancy. They don't realize that ending the pregnancy has the same result as what happened to these kids who got shot in Nashville today. There's a baby in there who's going to not survive if mom chooses abortion. But fortunately, our friends at Preborn have a solution. And the solution is an ultrasound. You get a pregnancy test and an ultrasound. It's no charge to the woman who comes into the clinic. She takes a look at that child on the screen. She hears the heartbeat and says, oh my goodness, that's my son. That's my daughter. And now what are my options? Either I can be a parent or I can release this child for adoption. 85% of the time when a preborn ultrasound is given the results to the mom, she chooses life for the baby. Your donation of $28 will save one life. $140 will save five. $280 will save 10. Give to Preborn right now when you click on the Preborn banner at kbrightradio.com or call toll-free with your gift at 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Good to have you along for the ride today. I got an email from uh, our good friend, Stephanie Cover, uh, Stephanie Cover of Cover Law. I, I forget that Stephanie and Jim are actually sponsors of the Bottom Line Show sometimes because they've become such good friends. So late night weekend text, hey, how's it going? When they saw Jesus Revolution, Jim texted me and said, hey, we just saw it. Did you guys see it? And I wrote back, yeah, Lisa and I saw it. It's great. You know, it was just, we have that kind of dialogue. And I got an email from Stephanie last night asking if I had heard about this event that's happening this weekend and um, a variety of different locations throughout the state of California and also in New Mexico as well. And I said, no, I hadn't. What's going on? If you go to the website, hopecalifornia.us, here's what you find. I mean, it's a fantastic story about a pastor and another pastor and another pastor who got together and they started back in 2018, literally looking for what God was telling them to do with regard to fasting and praying for what's happening in the world right now. And they had a vision. After a number of days fasting and praying, they had the vision that on the West Coast, 10 stadiums, 10 cities across California, and literally to say, here's what we're going to do. We're going to uh, put ourselves in a situation where we can offer hope to people. Of course, the answer to the prayer is hope for Jesus Christ. Right now, there's a fast going on. It's a 40 days of hope and fasting that started on Ash Wednesday, back on Feb 22nd, and it's going all the way through Palm Sunday, April the 2nd. It's amazing to see how many people are joining in the fast. Uh, this current week right now is this, it, they're calling it the Love Week. It's amazing to see what happens when God's people who are called by his name, humble themselves and pray. Now, the Hope California event is coming up this Saturday, April the 1st. I've got a link at thebottomlineshow.com 
for uh, hopecalifornia.us, which is their website. And it's pretty incredible to see what this organization is doing and has been able to do. They're literally getting together and holding these events, these Hope California events. And I said Hope California, meaning uh, the state of California, but there's also Hope Baja California. But the regions in California, they're covering San Diego, Los Angeles, Fresno, Sacramento, Orange County, Santa Barbara, and San Francisco. Where are the events? Well, typically, here's what's going on. Uh, Stephanie and Jim are going to be helping out at the event at the Honda Center. So there's your Orange County right there. Um, it's interesting to see how many different places, if you're a San Diego K-Bright listener or Bottom Line Show listener right now, your event is happening at Balboa Stadium. You just go to hopecalifornia.us forward slash city or regions, and the drop down will tell you where it is. Starts at two in the afternoon, goes until 7 p.m. And when it comes to, you know, the event itself, um, this is a, it's a pretty large scale event. It's incredible to see what's going to, I mean, they're going to have a car show. They're going to have a bounce house. They're going to have uh, music and food and all sorts of stuff. Um, there is a ticket sign up just so they can keep a tabs on how many people are actually coming. The tickets are free, by the way, absolutely free registration. There is the opportunity for you to make a donation to help them cover the cost, but we're promoting the fact that this is a free event that's going to be happening. I mentioned the uh, Hope Fest San Diego is going to be at Balboa Stadium this Saturday, um, April the 1st, from 2 to 7 p.m. Uh, Hope Orange County is happening at the Honda Center. That's April 1st as well, going on all day in the afternoon and into the evening as well. And that's where you could see Jim and Stephanie. The that door's open there at 4.30 in the afternoon, by the way. Um, it's interesting because what, what's incredible about this event is the fasting and the praying and the people who have come together to make this a reality. But people would say, well, now, wait a minute. I mean, how do you know? In LA, by the way, Palm Sunday at the Coliseum, 12 noon to 5 p.m. Um, and people are fasting and praying for revival. They saw what happened in Kentucky. They've seen what's happened overseas. They've seen what has spilled over in other places. And it's not necessarily getting all of the attention now that it did. In San Francisco, it's going to be at Pier 35. That's going to be a fun time. And again, these are places that are just out in the open. The people of God, that, that one's going to be a show and shine. It's going to be a car and bike show up in San Francisco. That's going to be fun. That is uh, April the 1st, this coming Saturday from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. If you are listening in that area or hearing this part of the program right now. But I encourage you to think about this, to think about the revival. This is a group of pastors who actually started praying about this five years ago and fasting for this five years ago. They had hoped to bring it to light and then in around 2020 and then COVID, you know, showed up and can't get facilities and this, that, and the other thing. But now, I mean, now it's incredible because it's like God opened the door. Jesus Revolution movie, hitting the theaters, tens of millions of dollars in ticket sales because people are hungry. People are drawn to this. And you know, it's interesting because for the number of people who would make, you know, some kind of derision about this or have any kind of derogatory statements to make, you don't hear too many of them. It's very interesting for me to hear people on the left who are kind of in the crabby atheist, angry humanist crowd. When these types of things are popping up now, they're curious. They're listening. 
it's kind of like it was in the 70s with the Jesus Revolution when that happened. I mean, that's one of the things I loved about that movie is it really depicted that time where there were kids who were just, okay, I'm trying to find a higher consciousness. I don't like the war. I don't like the pain that's going on in my life or in the, in the world around me. I'll try anything. I'll try drugs. I'll try God. I'll try anything. And like Kelsey Grammer very famously said after portraying Pastor Chuck Smith in the movie Jesus Revolution, he said, the great thing about the Jesus Revolution is it's the only movement that came out of that era that actually made good on its promise. So I'm going to put this link up for hopecalifornia.us up at thebottomlineshow.com. I hope you'll check it out. As I mentioned, Jim and Stephanie Cover are going to be part of this event at the Honda Center. Uh, doors open there at 4.30 on Saturday, April 1st. But the Balboa Park in San Diego, there's a whole slew of options for you as a California Bottom Line Show listener. And if you're a Colorado listener, if you're listening in a different state, Oregon, Wyoming, wherever, pray for this event. I mean, take a look at it and see if there's a way you can support it in prayer or maybe financially, because it's the kind of thing that you never know what God's going to do. But revival is definitely in the plans for 2023. We've seen it up to this point, and we'll continue to see it, I believe. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, some final thoughts about this opening half hour, and we're going to give you a precursor of what the rest of the show is going to be about. It's going to be about hope, encouragement, prayer, and free stuff to give away. That's all coming up next as the bottom line continues. Life insurance will never replace the person you love, but that money can help you get through life when it feels impossible. When your life insurance claim is denied while you're already dealing with so much, you need someone on your side. Stephanie Cover of Coverlaw used to work for the insurance companies. She challenges and understands the way insurance companies think. Hire Stephanie to file a life insurance appeal while everything is still fresh in your mind. Don't let the insurance company get away with greedy behavior while you're in mourning. Stephanie Cover will do everything in her power to get you the financial protection which was promised to you as a beneficiary of the policy. The money from the life insurance proceeds can supplement your income so you can support yourself throughout the process of bereavement. Save Stephanie's number or call her now at 877-214-4935. That's 877-214-4935. Or you can fill out a contact form at kbrightradio.com slash coverlaw. Stephanie Cover, she knows the other side. Stephanie Cover's legal advice is second to none when it comes to personal injury law and her heart for ministry. Well, she's going to be part of this Hope California event this Saturday, and I hope you'll come stop by the Honda Center and meet her. Make sure you have her name and number in your contacts, 877-214-4935, or go to kbrightradio.com forward slash Cover Law. Do it right now. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Make sure you have our number handy. We'll have Stephanie Cover's number handy. It's 877-214-4935. Stephanie with an F and Cover as in cover. Uh, the only personal injury attorney I'll ever recommend here on the Bottom Line Show. So if you are a personal injury attorney, I, I'm sure you do great work. I really do appreciate that. But Stephanie and Jim are, are just a part of the 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 plan here, part of the family. Um, so make sure you have Stephanie with an F and Covers and Cover in your contacts, 877-214-4935. Or if you want to get the ball rolling, go to kbrightradio.com forward slash Cover Law. And by the way, when you're uh, going to Kbright Radio, look at the uh, preborn banner as well. We had a nice donation over the weekend from Linda, who had uh, made a donation from Tustin. And I was talking earlier about how preborn uh, gives you the opportunity to save a baby's life. Thinking about those the, the tragedy in Tennessee earlier today, those three nine-year-old students gunned down by a crazed gun woman in this case. 
um, and uh, it, also three educators, including the headmistress of the school, and uh, how these these three kids were snuffed out, you know, with a, a couple of assault rep weapons and a handgun. And you have to wonder how many people, if they realized that when you go to an abortion clinic and they tell you you're pregnant, you can have an abortion and end the pregnancy, that in essence, you're taking the life, you're killing a child. And when you make that donation, I know Linda's a nurse and I, I'm, she's a longtime uh, bottom line show listener. She made the donation, the commitment for $28 per month. And $28 per month means that every month, a woman who goes to a preborn clinic will get a free pregnancy test. She'll get the ultrasound done. She'll get to see the ultrasound. She'll get to see that baby's face and, and the fine features and that 4D ultrasound and hear the heartbeat. And 85% of the time when a woman does that, she chooses life. I mean, why wouldn't you choose life? Now, you may choose life and say, okay, I want to be a mother, but I can't raise this child. Can you help me? And at Preborn, they say, yes, we will help you find an adoption agency. We'll, we'll get the legal people together to get the paperwork. You don't just go and get a kid. And for every child that's adopted in America right now, there are 37 other families who are qualified, mom and dad, ready to take these kids in. And that's where preborn is. Plus, the number of women, I mean, 10,000 last year, the number of women who came to preborn clinics, they didn't have a strong faith or they didn't have any faith in Christ. And after hearing the gospel, not only did they choose life for their child, but they chose eternal life for their own souls too. Thank you, Linda, for that $28 monthly donation to preborn. Make a monthly donation today. $28 saves one life, 56 saves two. You get the idea. 833-850-BABY is the number to call, 833-850-2229, or click on the preborn banner when you go to kbrightradio.com. As we continue, it's Movie Monday here on The Bottom Line, showing a great movie to tell you about that's coming to Pure Flix on Friday, the 31st. The movie is called Miracle at Manchester. It's a true story about a, a student at a Catholic high school right here in San Diego, diagnosed with a very aggressive brain tumor. He was a football and baseball star. and after going through the radiation and chemo and whatever else he went through, the whole school came together one day at an assembly and prayed for his healing. And you won't believe what happens next. Eddie McClintock is the uh, director of the movie. He's also the star of the movie Miracle at Manchester. Miracle at Manchester.com is where you can watch the trailer. And we've got it up at the bottom line show.com. We've got three sets of, well, three subscriptions to Pure Flix for a month-long freebie subscription that we'll be giving away. So you could start calling in and getting in on the registration right now. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. The number to get you through to The Bottom Line Show. Eddie McClintock from Miracle at Manchester coming up next as The Bottom Line continues. Well, welcome to another edition of the Bottom Line Show, Movie Monday edition of the Bottom Line Show. And there's a great new movie that's coming to Pure Flix on March the 31st. It's also available on DVD right now. It's called Miracle at Manchester. It's a great sports story about a true story actually involving a Catholic high school right here in San Diego. And uh, we're going to get into a conversation here with Eddie McClintock, who's the director and star of the movie. In just a moment, I want to give you a little pre-warning here since it's Movie Monday. We have It's going to be on Pure Flix, and there's some DVDs involved. So if you want to get your phone revved up and calling right now, here's the number, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Well, today here on the bottom line, a Movie Monday edition of... of 
this is a great movie. I mean, it's one that I kind of snuck up on me. I was not familiar with the story or the movie itself, but then Eddie McClintock decided to take this thing to the big screen. And it's a fascinating film called Miracle at Manchester, miracle at manchester.com. Uh, it's a story that will make you laugh. It'll make you cry. It will encourage you as well. And especially because it has a San Diego connection here, which I know our bottom line listeners at AM 1240 are going to enjoy. Uh, Eddie McClintock, welcome to the bottom line show today. Roger, thanks for having me. Now, Eddie is the star of the movie. He's the director of the movie, chief cook and bottle washer for this movie, Miracle at Manchester. How did this come your way? I mean, how? I mean, there's always a story, and sometimes it takes decades to get a film made to the big screen. This is a relatively recent story, and it came to the big screen in fairly short order. Talk about that. Well, the 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 uh, the, the road to to uh, my being involved in in this particular story is decades. Uh, old as well um you know look i i grew up in uh, canton ohio uh playing football and wrestling i went to college at bright state university in dayton to wrestle for three years my uncle offered me a job in los angeles selling corporate insurance uh i got out here i was it turns out i was not an insurance salesman so <laughs> my, my tenure as an insurance salesman ended um after six months, I um, I started working in production as a production assistant. Um, and uh, during that time, some people said, you know, I should try acting. And um, so I started to I started to uh, consider that. And I, I got so I got clean and sober, which I was like, if I'm going to do this, I got to, I've got to really change my life. So I'm, I'll be 23 years clean and sober January 1st. Good for you. Um, thank you. And, I mean, I just tell you, cause it's, you know, without that component, there would, there's no, there's no road, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, for me. So um, because, because I decided to change my life in such a drastic way, the only thing that I really had anymore was my acting classes. So I went to acting class um, pretty much. I would go all week, and um, I did that for a couple years. Um, and then I got lucky. I started working. Um, I was very fortunate. Uh, didn't get my, I mean, I didn't start acting until I was 27, which is mm -hmm. unheard of. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, did... I had, I think, five or six network shows, 10 pilots, whatever, and things were going really well um, for a very long time. And then a few years ago, I mean, I, I, I know I aged out of the demo, the the, the marketing demo a little bit. I, you know, you get a little long in the tooth, but um, things things started to really slow down. And, and um, you know, I... Yeah, you know, it was I went through existential cry. Like, what am I here for? What am I supposed to do? How am I going to pro provide for my family? Um, and then I decided a couple years ago that I that I wanted to do something that I could be proud of, that my family could be proud of me for. I I applied to LAPD. Uh, I went down and and uh, and uh, took the physical fitness qualifiers and the personality qualifiers and was moving through the process and I tend to be, I tend to be a little glib and in, in, in my manner sometimes. And so in the background check or whatever, they asked if I had ever done drugs. And I said, yes, from 1981 to 1999 or something. And then 
the next day, my my profile was uh, scrubbed from the LAPD website, and then two days later, the uh, the riots broke out. So mm. it may be a blessing in disguise. At that point, um, I reached out to Dean Kane, who uh, has been a buddy of mine for a few years because we do conventions together. I was on a show called Warehouse Thirteen for five seasons, and and you know he of course was Superman. So right. I reached out to Dean and and said, "Hey man, I know that you're, you know, you do these like off Hollywood films, and and I know they're faith based, and you know, is there any? Do you know any way I could, you know, get in and start working either with you or with someone else the next day?" Uh, Jason Campbell called me from JC Films. You know, we we talked and and seemed to see eye to eye we hit it off and he flew me out to ohio and i i taught an acting class for him and did a couple films and then one day he said look you're so you're so great with with these actors would you consider directing one of these films and i absolutely was um you know wanted to do that it's something that i'd always thought about you know it's kind of scary you know it's um it's a lot of responsibility to to be one of the lead actors and to then be the director um but uh you know my dad who's my hero uh raised me by himself um Mm. he was he was very uh excited about it and happy for me and and um and uh, unfortunately my dad passed away before he he got to see it um Mm. (laughs) and so there is a uh I mean, I'm not going to call it a coincidence because I'm trying to believe, not believe in coincidences anymore, that it's all yeah. part of my path. Um, and, um, you know, the fact that here I am, my first, my directorial debut was about uh, uh, the love of, of uh, you know, a man, a man and his son, his love for his son. And, and, and you know, it, it really kind of... Uh, overlapped with the loss of my dad and, and my dad's uh undying devotion and love and support for me so you mm. know there's a lot of uh there was a lot of good things that that uh let me know that i was on the right path when i yeah. was when i was doing this film so that's the longest answer to the shorter <laughs> question in the it's history com- of, of film yeah. Well, it's very comprehensive, but it lets us know a little bit more about where you're coming from. I'm talking with Eddie McClintock today here on The Bottom Line, the director and the star of the brand new movie called Miracle at Manchester. It's the story of a true story. Bryson Newman, who was a, at age 15, sophomore in high school at a Catholic high school right here in San Diego, diagnosed with a medulla blastoma, very f- aggressive and fast moving form of brain cancer, and how not only his faith, but also the whole school, the student body, rallies around this young guy, uh, praying for this miracle, and miracle at Manchester, as reference to where they play their games as opposed to, don't get confused by the miracle on Manchester, which is the Kings going to the you know NHL playoffs, but this is, this is a high school football uh, and baseball story par excellence. What was it about this project that drew you to it? I mean, D- okay, Dean Kane playing a neurosurgeon, that was kind of cool. I mean, yes, I mean, in that capacity. And I told I told him on day one, I was like, listen, Kane, I'm the I'm Superman now. You listen to me. So, you know, we you know, we butted heads a little bit. No, um, what what an honor, you know, Uh, and and also, I mean, everybody. But, um, you know, Daniel Roebuck, who's also Mm -hmm. uh, a Hollywood, you know, I mean, this guy is so 
talented and to have them both like for me to be directing them was um pretty wild and and such an honor i mean you know it was really an honor for me and i i didn't really have to do a whole lot of directing with those guys but um yeah i uh i it just um the stars aligned you know the mm-hmm. the well not look god has me on a path yeah that's that's what i'm and and that's my path and 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 this is where i'm going and and uh you know I, I was grateful and, and uh, hopefully people can walk away from this film, you know, hoping for a better day and hoping to, you know, it gives people hope and it talks about community, as you said, the community, the school, family, you know, like what's wrong with everybody coming together as a giant family. And, right. and uh, so that's kind of what, you know, the, the, the main component for me was to, to tell a story that, you know, people can feel good about and everyone can watch the whole family can sit down and watch this film and, and take something different from it away. Yeah. From it. yeah. Very, very well told. I, the script is fantastic. I, I can't remember a time when you had so much ground to cover, so many emotions that are involved in this movie, Miracle of Manchester, and it just keeps moving along in such a nice, unforced, very realistic way. I mean, you, you, you're you you're hoping for a miracle for Bryson. Of course, there's miracle in the title, so you're anticipating that. But then I, I think that last 10 minutes of the movie for me just really made it because it tied it all together with the real authentic video, you know, the stories of what really happened. Talk about how you kind of uh, put that all together, uh, Eddie, because not only were you starring in this movie, playing Bryson's dad, but also you're directing it. You're responsible for delivering that whole, you know, sequence at the end that uh, brings us to that emotional and spiritual climax. Well, uh, look, Roger, I wish I could take credit for the the way that it actually was put together. I mean, that would be, you know, the editor I thought did an amazing job. Um, you know, it, for me, it's just my ability to, it was my ability to um, get the best performances out of the actors. Right. And, and a lot of times, you know, I had to put out fires um, for the football scene uh, at the at the high school. We were supposed to have two full football teams show up. So roughly 60 kids Mm. and they were all going to shave their heads. Mm -hmm. And of the 60, uh, 10 showed up and of the 10, only five agreed to shave their heads. So we, Oh no. (laughs) So, you know, like I'd go, I'd go, you know, okay, we're going to, we're going to shoot. We'll shoot from over here and we'll put some guys in the background over there. And then we turn around We'll have them change uniforms and we'll put them over there so that it looks like, excuse me, there's there's more more guys who did it. Yeah. And uh, we tried to make it appear as though there were, you know, people in the stands. We didn't, we didn't want the stands to look empty, you know, just stuff like that. Um, and and putting together those types of puzzles for me have, have always been um, like I find it a, a, a nice challenge. For instance, uh, there's the scene where they're in the locker room and they're going and they're banging the bryson's locker on the way out mm-hmm. to the game mm-hmm. yeah and since we only had 10 kids what i had them do is they'd go out the door and run around and then come back in and come back through so mm-hmm. that it looked like instead of 10, <laughs> i mean you know it was just stuff like that that you know i i i enjoy being able to um to kind of fix if i can in a, in a creative way and in a way mm-hmm. that 
still tells a compelling story. Um, and then as far as the acting is concerned, you know, I hung out with uh, Rick Newman and Bryce. They were both mm -hmm. there. Bryce is in college now, getting ready to graduate. And and Rick would pick me up every morning at, you know, 6 a.m. And and we would sit and talk and hang out. And I got to, you know, get an under, understanding of of not only who he is and as a person, but, you know, this commitment to his son, you know. Mm. Mm -hmm. pretty remarkable it really is eddie mcclintock my guest today here on the bottom line the director and star of the brand new movie called miracle of manchester uh dropping on streaming platforms coming up on uh friday the 31st of march and we've got a link for the trailer up at the bottom line show.com eddie we got about 60 seconds left in our time together uh yes. the newman family i'm assuming you know really likes the the payoff of this movie i found it very very highly satisfying what Thank is your you. hope for what is your hope for people who you know are looking for a good sports movie movie a good spiritual uplifting faith movie it's kind of a tearjerker but there's a I, I won't spoiler alert but there is a happy ending to it what is your hope that people take away from miracle at manchester you know I, I just i think we all just wanted to make a film out of love you know out of love of filmmaking out of love of telling a story out of love of family and and you know and with a faith component, you know, and the thing is, is this film doesn't like beat you over the head with dogma and it, it doesn't talk down to people that, mm -hmm. you know, so, so maybe perhaps someone who, and, and I just wanted to be like, look, if you, it, it's okay to pray, it's okay to say a prayer, you know, it's like today, it seems like, you know, people are afraid to express that. And, and, and this movie for me, I just wanted, I wanted it to, to show that, you know, believe what you want to believe but you know uh, for the people that do have faith and they want to they want to pray and they want to talk to their god that's okay too you know mm -hmm. and and you know maybe have people consider and think about you know how they treat one another and uh you know walk away from the film going i feel better i feel better yep. I, I, mm -hmm. I want you know maybe tomorrow will be a good day or a better day yeah yeah, it's a very uplifting movie, and I think you you deliver the goods for sure. Uh, Eddie McClintock, director and star of the brand new movie Miracle at Manchester, uh, releasing on streaming platforms coming up on March 31st. And we've got links for the trailer up at thebottomlineshow.com. Eddie, thank you for the great work that you did in this film, and thanks for being with us today here on The Bottom Line. Thank you, Roger. It's a pleasure. I look forward to meeting you in person sometime. Looking forward to that. Special thanks to Eddie McClintock for joining me today here on The Bottom Line to talk about the great inspirational faith-based movie here on Movie Monday. It's called Miracle at Manchester, coming to Pure Flix by the end of this week. We've got giveaways. Give uh, Crystal a call right now, 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Uh, we're taking your calls right until the top of the hour, so make sure you give us a ring. Speaking of free stuff, a new online devotional for Holy Week is available at kbrightradio.com. I'm going to go into more detail about that coming up next as the bottom line continues. You can protect against market volatility without investing all your money into bonds. Wilson Financial has simply better alternatives. The last 12 months, there has been almost $1.7 trillion invested in investment-grade bonds. This move to safety locks up money for a long time of guaranteed low returns. Why? Market volatility. 
Well, my comment is why go with low earnings for a long time when you can get great earnings with a solid real estate-backed investment paying you 6% over the next three years. After three years, you can invest in another option, or you can do what most of our investors do and reinvest in another one of our new exclusive 6% accounts. This strategy gives you the best of both options without settling for many years of low returns. Our 3D Money 6% account pays you great interest while you're not subjecting yourself to market volatility. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or visit kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial and ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate-backed 6% investment account, Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. My thanks again to Eddie McClintock. He is the star and director of the brand-new movie called Miracle at Manchester. It takes a look at the, uh, uh, the fantastic high, Catholic high school story uh, about uh, Bryson Newman, a young boy who was diagnosed in his sophomore year of high school with a, a brain tumor, very aggressive form of uh, brain cancer, and uh, has recovered, is in college now. And uh, this only happened a few years ago, but the movie Miracle at Manchester is streaming at Pure Flix starting this Friday. And since today's Movie Monday, we're giving you an opportunity to get some free Pure Flix subscriptions in, and even a DVD. Crystal's got the prize packages ready for you. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. is the number to get you through to the bottom line. And speaking of free stuff, if you go to caperightradio.com, we've got some freebies for you to share with you as well. Robert Morris, who had his own uh, medical scares a couple of years ago, a pastor of uh, Worship in the Word uh, that is heard every Sunday morning here on Caperight Radio, has been for many years, and he's been a regular contributor to the bottom line. He has a Holy Week devotional guide that's available for free. You can download that from kbrightradio.com, K-B-R-I-T-E, radio.com. Perfect for use next week during Holy Week. Of course, Palm Sunday is coming up on uh, Sunday, April the 2nd, and then we get into the whole resurrection uh, season, which is kind of exciting to do. Also, speaking of resurrection, we've been posing this question here for the past couple of weeks, and I want to give you an opportunity to take a look at this resource online. We're asking the question, what does the resurrection mean to you? You know, I saw a, uh, I've seen a lot of different posts, social media wise and whatever. I saw a pastor not too long ago preaching the sermon, you know, about Jesus and what you decide to do with Jesus and you have to make a decision and blah, 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 blah. Well, that's true. I mean, one day every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Savior and Lord. The question will be, what did you do with the, the decision? You know, and, and understanding, of course, that it's not a decision that any of us can make on our own, not under our own power. We are we live in a sinful, fallen world and we are too self-centered to wake up one morning and say, you know, I'm tired of living this life of licentiousness and greed and selfishness. I need a savior to submit my life to. <laughs> we're just not wired like that any more than your kids when they were born. We're like, you know, I'm two. And I think, quite frankly, mom and dad are making a lot of sense right now. I mean, <laughs> so I'm just going to do everything they tell me to do, and my life is going to work out great. But the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ is paramount importance to our faith. The birth of Christ, born of a virgin that we celebrate at Christmas, is essential. But let's face it, the world celebrates Christmas, but Christians truly celebrate Easter, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's the beginning of the new life in Christ that we celebrate in the new covenant. It's also the end of 
of the Old Covenant. We see that at the Passover, the last Passover supper, where Jesus says, okay, we did this traditionally now using a lamb and bitter herbs and all that stuff. But now guess what? I'm the Passover lamb. My blood is going to be on the doorpost, basically, of your life, and it's going to protect you from sin. I mean, you're going to sin. You're, you're prone to it. But you will sin less as you're being sanctified, and you will be set apart in this world. But then you have this juxtaposition of paradoxical nature. Go into all the world and preach the gospel, even though you're not supposed to be of the world. But what does the resurrection mean to you? Don't just mimic my words. I would love to hear it. That's why we've got a special uh, link on our homepage where you just go to kbrightradio.com, click the resurrection banner, and tell us what the resurrection means to you. Now, if you are not really happy with going to the website, and I'll be honest with you, I usually look at stuff online more on my phone than on my computer, and when I do, I never go deep on those things because I have an old phone with a cracked case, and I just don't deal with it well. On my laptop, I can pretty much figure it out. But we have a team here, Teresa and Crystal in particular, who would be more than happy to help you with this Resurrection Day promo. So if you call special number 800-227-2337, 800-227-2337, they'll be happy to walk you through the whole process. Okay, so it's a good deal. It's absolutely a good deal. And I highly recommend that you go to kbrightradio.com or call the toll-free number and uh, participate in this whole drive. We're putting this compilation together. What, I mean, does the resurrection mean to you? All right, it's, it's really simple. Um, it's a chance for us to give you, our loyal listeners, many of whom have been a part of K-Bright Radio since we signed on in 1980, to uh, share with, and I've said this before, I'll say it again, I've, this is my 40th year in broadcasting, and the K-Bright Radio audience is the best I've ever worked with and for, and I, I'm grateful for the privilege to serve you each and every day here on the Bottom Line Show. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, some final thoughts about the Miracle at Manchester movie here on this Movie Monday edition of The Bottom Line as The Bottom Line continues. Still taking your calls for a couple minutes more at 800-227-5278. Miracle at Manchester is the movie that we are giving away. Um, actually, it's going to be streaming on Pure Flix starting on Friday, the 31st of March. It's also available in DVD format as well, and we'd love to get uh, this movie in your hands. 800-227-5278, is the number to get you through to the bottom line. You know, as we have been talking about the miracle at Manchester, prayer was played a huge part in this miracle. The student body all gathering together, Bryson Newman, the 15-year-old student, played football, played baseball, uh, was catcher on the baseball team, as a matter of fact, what I understand in the movie. And he developed this rare form of brain cancer. And uh, it looked like it was not going to be very promising for him. Uh, he and his dad and mom were all, mom and dad were divorced. And so there was a little bit of a strain. Dad was good as long as he was being athletic dad. But as more people started praying for this young man, and then the school at one point, there was an assembly. They were all met out the athletic field, about 1,600 students. And they all extended their hands toward Bryson and they prayed for him and a miracle took place and i'm not going to tell you anymore you got to watch the movie and see it but trust me uh for a biopic that has a lot of drama in it you will be blessed and blown away with how quickly this movie actually moves 
MiracleAtManchester.com is the website for the movie. We've got the trailer up at TheBottomLineShow.com. There are DVDs available, and Pure Flix is going to start streaming it this coming Friday. That's the reason why we had uh, Eddie McClintock, the director and star of the movie, with us today here on The Bottom Line to talk about it. Um, 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to The Bottom Line, and uh, that's the number you want to call and find out about how you can get a hold of this uh, outstanding movie. We're going to take a quick break here, say adieu uh, to our friends at um, KCBC. Um, you're heading for Rabbi Schneider and Discovering the Jewish Jesus, which is coming up next. For those who remain on the network, if you are a person of prayer, you probably pray extemporaneously, spontaneously, uh, free form, if you will, let the Spirit kind of lead you. But sometimes it's nice to have a book of prayer that has some prayers that are kind of pre-thought out regarding different uh, situations in life, and there are so many different demands and distractions. You try to start praying, and all of a sudden your mind just goes a million different directions and you lose focus. Author Karen Moore has written 100 books on prayer and devotionals and things of that nature, and she has compiled what she calls 365 Daily Prayers to Refresh Your Prayer Life and to Better Connect with God. The book is called Prayers to Strengthen Your Soul, and with 365 of them, that means it's a year's supply. That means you could start anytime. You don't have to start January 1st. You could start next week as soon as you get the book and start seeing your prayer life revitalized. On the other side of this break, Karen's going to join me to talk about revitalizing your prayer life. Coming up next as The Bottom Line continues. Well, today here on The Bottom Line, we're going to embark on a journey, and the great thing about this journey is it's a year-long quest. But it's the type of thing that you can start any time of year, and so there's no time like the present. Karen Moore is with me today here on The Bottom Line. She's the author of over 100 inspirational and devotional books and and quite the practitioner of morning devotions. Uh, she is a, a, a conference speaker and a blogger and has a brand new book out. And the reason I make the one-year mention and the one-year reference is the fact that it does have 365 daily prayers, but it's something you could start even today. The book is called Prayers to Strengthen Your Soul, 365 Daily Prayers, Refresh Your Prayer Life, and Connect with God. And there's a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Karen Moore, welcome to The Bottom Line Show today. Thank you so much for having me. Delighted. Let's talk. Well, I was going to say, let's talk about devotional prayer, if we can, okay. because I think for a lot of times, a lot of people, if we're honest, our prayer uh -huh. life goes like this. I'm in a jam, or I'm in front of a meal or I'm about to take a test, or we're waiting for the check to come, or something like it's very situational, it's very transactional. Yeah. But what you're writing about in this book has a lot more to do with the connection with God and refreshing yourself spiritually. Talk about what your uh, what your aim is with this resource. Yeah, that's exactly right. My hope with a book like this is to remind us that prayer, first of all, is a privilege, and it's an opportunity all the time, you know, not just when we're in a jam or in a rush or all of those other things, but that that the first thing we need and the most thing we need is to know that God wants to hear from us. Mm -hmm. and he wants to know what's going on in our lives because he knows us so intimately anyway. And our job is to get to know him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and what better way than to spend time with him devotionally, to spend time with him in prayer and to talk to him as often as you possibly can. Because the more you do that, the more you can hear what he has to say right back to you. And it becomes a real conversation. Why do you, well, Karen, why do you think it is that we are reticent to, or hesitant to, to do this? I think maybe for some, it might be 
the way we were brought up. You know, we pray in church, we pray before meals, you know, we pray right. when there's something big happening, but it's not the ongoing dialogue that we see unfolding in the pages of scripture. Why do you think that many people are drawn to a resource like yours saying, wow, I didn't realize how badly I needed this book? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that we have gotten used to what we know about prayer and that we we rely on the things that we learned in church, that we learned at home, that if, if we did have a family that prayed at dinner, we, we do that because we did it then. And what mm -hmm. I think I'm after here to, is to help us see that we, there's so much more. It's so much mm. bigger and it can be so much more exciting yeah. uh, to really get a connection going with God every single day and many, many times a day, actually. Karen Moore is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. Her book is called Prayers to Strengthen Your Soul, 365 Daily Prayers, Refresh Your Prayer Life, and Connect with God. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. And I should point out, for those who are, um, I have some friends who are in the Greek Orthodox tradition, some who are Catholic, where there are, you know, kind of common prayers that are common to uh, that side of the faith journey, you're... It, basically modeling this for us. It's not necessarily that we have to memorize all 365 and then we'll draw closer to God. I mean, that, I mean, I, I say that somewhat tongue in cheek, but I would imagine that a lot of people who are process driven might say, okay, good. If I, where's the prayer for, you know, that type of thing, but it's really more about the exercise, isn't it? Actually getting involved. It, it's more about the exercise than yes, these prayers are often topically driven, uh, but you know, things come up that we never expected, don't they? Mm -hmm. And sometimes we don't have a handy prayer in our back pocket that works just for what we wanted. And the more we get comfortable, um, and you asked before a little bit about why we might hesitate to talk to God more often. I, I think we all have a little concern about, gosh, am I, do I feel like I'm right with God enough for him to want to listen to me? Mm. And I've actually had people say to me, well, I don't think God wants to hear what I have to say. And I think that's so not true. <laughs> I think the opposite is true. I think that no matter what we've been through, this is the king of forgiveness, the Lord of faithfulness, you know, this is the person, the one, the one being who actually wants to hear you probably even more than anyone else does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, so, it's very, yeah, go ahead. Finish your yeah, thought. Well, I'm, I'm just thinking that this, this, it can be exciting to be a prayer person actually, mm -hmm. but, but I think we've lost a little bit of that when we get used to a level of prayer and we don't try anything else. Mm. Karen Moore is my guest today here on the bottom line. I should mention that we have Karen up at the bottom line show.com. She's a conference speaker. She's a blogger and, and actually comes from an educational background. Uh, talk about why that, how did that morph into what you're doing now over a hundred devotional books and, you know, talking to, uh, to people and at women's conferences and things like that. But right now the 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 ministry focus is hey let's take some time for god every day let's let's make sure that we start off with prayer how did you make that uh, transition from the educational world into this you know from the time i was a child i thought i was going to be a teacher mm -hmm. and i remember my second grade teacher always left me in charge of the class and <laughs> i just said from now on i'm going to just this is my goal and it was my goal. And I taught fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade reading in English. Mm -hmm. uh, I've also taught at the college level a few times. And I love it. I love that kind of interaction and watching people get something for the first time and, and express themselves uh, in new ways. So all of that was good for me. But 
ultimately I started feeling like I needed to do a little bit more with what I do personally as a writer and I'd been writing most of my life and so I had an opportunity to go from teaching to um, an industry not many people know that much about but the greeting card industry mm. and it was an exciting chance uh, for me and I, I learned a lot about how you write for people you don't know, how you put yourself in every potential situation that they face in this life. Um, you know, weddings and funerals and babies and graduations and Christmas and every holiday. And as a writer there, I had to try to relate to those people enough to say something that might mean something to them. Mm -hmm. And that kind of writing actually helped shape me I mm. think as a devotional book writer because mm -hmm. again I have a short space to try to say something meaningful you know and I love well I love what you're sharing Karen and I, I'm resonating with this because I come from a family my my wife says well you're the card people um, I, I learned this from my mom and dad and my grandmother before that, that there's a greeting card for every occasion Yes, and and if you find the right store, typically a Hallmark store, not to sell you know their uh, wares here on the air, yes. but I mean that's typically where you find them. When you find that right card, where someone says yes, how did the writer of this know? And then you give it to somebody, and they'll look. I don't know how many times, especially my adult children, my daughters, and in particular, will say, "Dad, how did you find this? It's so perfect for us." And I'm thinking of 335 million people on planet Earth. How did they write something that is so universal? And yet I can see, Karen, where as an educator, as a writer, how God used that season to refine your skills, not only for your devotional book writing, but for helping us to be able to communicate with the Almighty in a much deeper level, because you weren't just saying, okay, I'll throw this out there and hopefully someone will buy it. You really did have somebody in mind with what you exactly. were writing. Exactly. Uh, always, in fact. And often in the greeting card business, we'd be writing all those Christmas cards, you know, in July. So yeah. you had to, you know, play a little music in your, <laughs> your little booth and try to get yourself ready for that. Uh -huh. And, you know, the it kind of happens that way when I write a book now. When I do this book, like the prayer book that is just out, I start with thinking about all the potential reasons why we need to pray. Mm. And I, I actually make a list for myself of 366 topics that I think might be helpful if I needed to go to those and pray about those mm. and then find scriptures that I think, you know, would be blessed to go with them. So. Boy. That's good. That's good wisdom. Karen Moore is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. The brand new book that she just mentioned is called Prayers to Strengthen Your Soul, 365 Daily Prayers, Refresh Your Prayer Life and Connect with God. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. More of this conversation in just a moment as The Bottom Line continues. You can protect against market volatility without investing all your money into bonds. Wilson Financial has simply better alternatives. The last 12 months, there has been almost $1.7 trillion invested in investment-grade bonds. This move to safety locks up money for a long time of guaranteed low returns. Why? Market volatility. Well, my comment is why go with low earnings for a long time when you can get great earnings with a solid real estate-backed investment paying you 6% over the next three years. After three years, you can invest in another option, or you can do what most of our investors do and reinvest in another one of our new exclusive 6% accounts. This strategy gives you the best of both options without settling for many years of low returns. 
Our 3D Money 6% account pays you great interest while you're not subjecting yourself to market volatility. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or visit kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial and ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate-backed 6% investment account. Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. Karen Moore is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. She's a blogger. KarenMoreAuthor.com is where you'll find uh, the information about all of the things that she writes and uh, information about the more than 100 devotional books that she's written, former educator. Turning Up the Light is the name of the blog, I believe, Karen. Is that the one you're still working on right now? That's correct, yes. Okay. Um, it, f- very encouraging work that Karen does. And, uh, uh, well, it has to be encouraging. I mean, the, I, I don't know which would be more challenging, Karen. I didn't ask you this in the first segment. The fact that you raised six children um, or that you taught middle school for as long as you did. My goodness. I mean, now that is a, one of my best friends in high school. His dad was a middle school math teacher. Absolutely loved it. And then I don't mind saying this afterwards, when he ended his life, the last four years of his life, he did have dementia. Um, uh-huh. you know, and I don't know if that was related to being with seventh and eighth grade boys trying to teach them math. I'm not sure. But it, it, it definitely could have fallen into that. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Um, um, I actually need to clarify that I have three of my own children and my husband has three. So there we're a blended okay. family. So uh-huh. we have six together. Okay. But, um, and they were, they're all adults and so far doing okay in the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Well, speaking to a father of three who's now married to a mother of three, we're in the same configuration. Alrighty. And so every you... day there's a little high five <laughs> fist pound going on, going, all right, they're still okay. Everybody's Yay, out God. there. Okay. That's Nobody right. had to live it home again. Okay. Right, right. Yeah. Praise the Lord for that. Hey, <laughs> uh, one of the reasons why, you know, we hear my pastoral ministry, I, I hear from a lot of people who will want to pray. And, you know, that's like, will you pray over me? Because I don't know what to say. You know, will you speak into this? Because it just seems like, and you could hear what they don't want to verbalize, but what they're really saying is I've prayed. I don't feel like God's answering. And now I'm discouraged. I, I've stopped praying or I start praying. And then all of a sudden squirrel, you know, I mean, I just, I can't, <laughs> I can't focus in on the one thing though. I would imagine those are two pretty common topics of discussion for people needing to kind of get their prayer life back on track. Talk about that if you would. I agree that those are difficult and, and they can even be difficult, I, I think, for me every now and then. But the thing that I try to remember is, first of all, I try to chase the distractions away because honestly, I think this is like Satan's favorite tool, you know, oh, just, yeah. to, just to keep us off the track. I mean, anyway, mm-hmm. um, I often think of the the book, C.S. Lewis, The Screwtape Letters, you know, because he had so much fun coming up with little ways to get us, you know, away from God. Mm. Well, okay, so if I could even just say to myself, hold on, I'm not letting you get me off the track, mm-hmm. I could start over. Mm-hmm. I think other things happen, like I prayed over this for like five years and nothing has changed. Mm. And that does happen, um, it, it, or at least in our perspective, it happens. I think what we can do then is just remind ourselves that we can continue to pray that God is still listening and ask for a different way to see this, maybe to see this issue or that you need to hear from him in a different way or that maybe somebody would come into your life and help speak into it in a different way. Mm-hmm. So pray about it in a different way than you usually do. And sometimes that can get you back to mm. uh, being able to talk about it, uh, you know. So yeah, I think we, it, it's it's a, a difficult world we live in, and 
um, the best we can do, I think, is to keep understanding that we're not by ourselves ever. <laughs> yes. Amen to that. Karen Moore, my guest today here on The Bottom Line, Prayers to Strengthen Your Soul is the new book, 365 Daily Prayers, Refresh Your Prayer Life and Connect with God. Uh, the link is up at thebottomlineshow.com. Karen, every time I'm involved in a memorial service or a funeral, mm -hmm. uh, some kind of remembrance for someone who is no longer with us, there's always at least one person who shows up and kind of illustrates, if you will, what you were just talking about. Mm -hmm. It's the estranged adult child, or maybe the ex-spouse, or maybe there was a brother and sister situation. I remember one time in particular, a family came to me after there had been a death, a passing in the family, uh, grandma, her daughter, daughter's husband, and their children. And there was so much animosity because things that had happened and whatever it was. And they said, look, there's going to be this funeral, and we just can't go because it's just so bad. And I said, well, that it's obviously eating you alive, isn't it? You know, and they said, yeah, it is. And so we prayed. We had a time at the altar after a worship service one Saturday night to just kind of release all that and and mm -hmm. and give them the, the freedom that they needed because this had been building up for probably 20 years. And I thought, oh my goodness, that's one example. I think one of the things that has impressed me with the joy of, in the, of discovering your book, Prayers to Strengthen Your Soul, is the fact that when you talk about the prayers that people are in fact having a hard time praying or the things that you cover, the different topics, all 365 in your book, um, you're speaking to things that are very, very specific and universal all at the same time. It, it's true. And everyone has hurtful memories. Everyone suffers in one way or another from something that happened to them at some time in the past. But, you know, scripturally, we, you know, we were reminded, pray, pray for those who hurt you, pray for mm -hmm. your enemies, pray for the people that, you know, you don't quite understand or who don't see things the way you see them. And I think the more we can do that, the more we can open our heart and our minds and our eyes to actually discovering there could have been more to it than we knew um, mm. and seeking forgiveness for our part in it and asking, you know, God to help us with those things. KarenMoreAuthor.com is where you'll find her Turn of the Light blog, and you'll find information about the more than 100 books that she's written. Today, we're talking about this brand new book, Prayers to Strengthen Your Soul. Karen, how can we best utilize this? I mean, here during this Lenten season and this season of uh, Pentecost, and it's a really kind of an on-fire time for the church right now as we think about the formation of the church, uh, mm -hmm. of course, the death and resurrection of Christ, you know, kind of setting the tone for the new uh, covenant that we have with the Lord. And this may be a time of renewal. We've seen some of the revivals happening on college campuses over the past couple of months, and I, I get the sense that there's kind of a renewal happening. And yet at the same time, the statisticians are telling us church attendance is down by 25%. And I wonder how many of those people have said, yeah, I'm tired of praying for this to happen. I'm tired of being around people who mm -hmm. are, you know, they say they're singing and praising God and they're off, their prayers are being answered. Uh, what? How do you how do you hope people use this book? What is your recommendation for someone who gets a copy of this and says, all right, prayers book, you know, do, do what you're supposed <laughs> do to do, Karen. Help do me. Something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my hope is that it will indeed um, give them a, a moment to pause. They don't have to think about what to say themselves. So they can read this prayer, see if they connect with it. Um, see if it offers them any kind of insight. My hope in any book I do is to give a different perspective or to offer a new way to think about something. Mm -hmm. And if it does that and you allow the Holy Spirit to work with you at the same time, 
hopefully you come away with, from that experience and say, wow, that was meaningful to me. That helped me. And one of the things some of my readers of this book have already told me is that they love that it has a question at the end of every prayer that they have to stop and think about. And they carry that with them through the day. And that also helps to refresh their desire to go back to it the next day. My one friend is a pastor. She said, I just, I just almost can't wait to see what the question is going to be. Next day. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So I believe that it can be helpful in that way, because if you're feeling stuck about prayer or you feel like I've said the same thing for, you know, five years, nothing's happened. I think a book like this can really help you. Uh, to change that up and go, you know, this this is a kind of awesome, this prayer thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It really is. It, it's something I, I, I hope our brothers and sisters in Christ who are listening today don't take for granted. The fact that, you know, when you see so many people who are walking around saying, I'm just going to speak this, I'm going to throw it out in the universe and hope that the universe, you know, responds. And it's yeah. like, wait, we have the creator of the universe. Exactly. Uh, basically <laughs> at our disposal. So it, it doesn't have to be a message in a bottle here. I mean, you really are talking. And and this is something that even some Christians don't understand. Well, I need to go through, you know, my pastor, yeah. my priest or whatever. And you're encouraging us saying, no, you literally get to crawl up into God's lap and have a conversation with him. You yeah. get to have a game of catch with him, a cup of tea, whatever, whatever works for you it, to describe that. That's all true. And one of the ways that I look at the my this prayer book and I use the acronym P-R-A-Y, and I use P as pause, meaning pause mm. and think about who God is, who the creator is, who is this being I'm actually going to have a conversation with. Wow, the more I think about him, the bigger he gets, because yeah. as J.B. Phillips once said, our God is too small. So we try to increase God. We try to make him to be more in my life. The R is remember, remember what God has done for me in the past. You know, and if I can do that, maybe this struggle will not feel quite as difficult because I can go, you know, he helped me before. I believe he'll help me again. Mm -hmm. And the A is ask, ask whatever your heart wants to ask and be sure your heart is aligned with God. And the Y is yield, surrender, mm. let God be God. Amen. Amen. What a great acrostic. And it's way better than what I used to use, which was push, you know, pray until something happens. Uh -huh. And, and <laughs> that that was very yeah. much, you know, looking at my watch, transactional, yeah. tapping the foot. Yeah. Come on, God. It's been a day. It's been an yeah. hour. It's been a year. Um, yes. your, your acrostic makes a lot more sense. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Thank Karen Moore, what a great book and a delightful conversation too. The book is called Prayers to Strengthen Your Soul, 365 Daily Prayers, Refresh Your Prayer Life and Connect with God. There's a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Karen, great to get to know you and thank you for being with us today here on The Bottom Line Show. Thank you, Roger. I hope we get to talk again. Well, what a great conversation from Karen Moore today here on The Bottom Line. And I am happy that we have so many of these resources to share with you, our bottom line listeners. So you catch the tail end of the program and we're going to have a mad rush for these. Her devotional book is called Prayers to Strengthen Your Soul, 365 Daily Prayers to Refresh Your Prayer Life and Connect with God. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com and we have not one, not two, but three copies of this book to give away. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Again, Karen Moore's outstanding new book, Prayers to Strengthen Your Soul. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. 
Now we know how beneficial prayer is in the life of a believer. But what does God get out of it? Have, do you fall into that same category that prayer is kind of like an ATM with God where you come before God and you put the card in and you punch the code, you make your request and then God answers. He either says yes, no, or well, I, I heard it put it this way. It's easy because it, it, it rhymes. It's either go, no, or whoa. <laughs> Well, on the other side of this break, I want to talk a little bit more about what Karen writes about in her book, Prayers to Strengthen Your Soul, with regard to the role that God plays, not just playing cosmic genie or miraculous ATM, but rather your heavenly father, your creator, and the one who loves you and pursued you enough to provide a way for you to reestablish relationship with him. Let's talk about that on the other side of this break as the bottom line continues. You know the old expression, a picture is worth a thousand words. Well, if you're an expectant mom and you go to a pregnancy health center that is in partnership with Preborn, one picture can say way more than that. And that picture I'm talking about is an ultrasound picture. Every donation that goes to Preborn goes to providing ultrasounds for women who are expecting children and they want to know what all of their options are. When you call 833-850-BABY right now, you give a gift of $28 that provides one ultrasound. But if you give a gift toward the purchase of an ultrasound machine, now that's a $15,000 investment, but every ultrasound machine can do 250 ultrasounds per year and lasts a minimum of 10 years. That's 2,500 ultrasounds available to women right now. Think of all the babies, thousands of babies' lives that will be saved by your donation to preborn right now. Call 833-850-BABY. 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Make your best donation right now. $50, $100. Maybe you want to give $15,000. It's completely tax deductible. We've had a couple of bottom line listeners step up and do just that. 833-850-BABY. 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Call Preborn right now. My thanks again to Karen Moore for joining me today here on The Bottom Line. Great new relationship established here. And talking about her brand new book called Prayers to Strengthen Your Soul, 365 Daily Prayers to Refresh Your Prayer Life and Connect with God. We have not one, not two, but three copies of this book that we're giving away right now. So it's kind of a sure thing Monday here. 800-227-5278-800-227-5278-800-227-5278. The number to get you through to the bottom line. Win a book. Let's do this. You know, there are so many demands and distractions in life. And in all honesty, if you have found yourself having a hard time praying, either because you sit down and say, I want to ask these things, but I'm kind of afraid to hear what God's going to say in response. Or maybe you're so busy. uh, I know this feeling. You hit the ground running at seven o'clock in the morning. And by the time five rolls around, you're like, well, I guess I'll pray tomorrow. Well, one of the things that Karen Moore stresses in her new book, Prayers to Strengthen Your Soul, is that worry and doubt can threaten your peace. They can steal your joy. And if you don't take time to surrender your burdens and concerns to God, prayer, of course, is the time when you literally align your heart and mind with God's will. And if you're not praying on a regular basis, I know the feeling. Sometimes you just get all discombobulated and knocked out of uh, uh, season here, knocked off course. But we can praise God through every season and through every circumstance. But this is the part about prayer that I don't dwell enough on, and I'm going to now after Karen and I have this conversation. 
I pray, God listens, God answers, yes, no, or woe, woe, no, or go, and I act accordingly. That's the transactional method that we typically have for prayer. But what about just being with God, just spending time with him? You know, like a child comes and crawls up in their parent or grandparent's lap and just wants to hang out. You're not doing anything. You're just being together. You know, we need that in our relationship with God. But you know who else desires that? It's God. I mean, let's face it. God created mankind for fellowship with him. And when that fellowship was interrupted, then it became very transactional. Torah obedience. God says, do this, you do this, you get blessed. God says, do this, and you don't do this, you get cursed. But at one point in history, God said, you know what? Enough of that. I want to reconcile with my creation. I'm going to restore all of creation, but I'm going to reinstate that right relationship between mankind and the Godhead. Jesus Christ came in, penalty for sin lifted, paid for by Jesus, and now we can enter the Holy of Holies and be with God again. God wants to hear your prayers. God, dare I say, needs to? He made you for that relationship, and so that makes him uh, very joy-filled as well. So remember, your prayers are beneficial to you, but they're pleasing to God too. That is good news, and that's the bottom line.